episode seven. This episode features Mr. Eric Worley, a wonderful country vocalist, singer, songwriter, super sweet guy, very, very quiet. So you're going to hear a little bit more of me on this episode than you normally would. Uh, but that's okay. Cause I still had a great conversation. He's a really nice guy. He's also a new parent. Him and his lady had a baby this week. So super congratulations to them. Before I launch into Mr. Eric Worley's episode, I'm going to dip back a little bit into Andy Serber's interview, also from RMA, um, and because he had some wonderful things to say about Eric, and I want to make sure that those get included. Uh, this episode's also uh, my first attempt at recording somebody playing music on a conference call, and I think it turned out pretty good. So thanks, Eric. That was uh, very brave of you, and I appreciate it. Okay, awesome. Uh, so we have a label called Rockhouse Music Alliance. We uh, we focus on giving the artist total control, and we we support independent musicians. It's a very unconventional business model that we've put together, um, and we're we're t- kind of taking a gamble, really. We're we're hoping that with what we do and and putting music out there that the artist truly believes in, and we'll see that that music resonates with people a lot better than than something that may have been produced specifically for, for the commercial market and things like that. We've got four artists on the label. Uh, got myself, Andy Serber, Juan Persalier, Eric Worley, and Arnold Davidson. Eric Worley, in my opinion, is what the voice of country music should be today. Eric has that voice. I've always said Travis Tripp was the best voice in country music. Oh, Eric can give him a run for his money. I mean, yeah. he's just got that voice. He's another awesome songwriter. I mean, he comes up with lyrics that just blow my mind. There's been times where he's sat down and played songs and things like that. and It's just like, how did you come up with that? <laughs> I'm jealous of you. I wish I would have wrote that line. He's got two singles out right now, and uh, we're working on some more with him as well. But um, he's... Our country artist. I mean, that's kind of the area where he fits, and um, he does some some modern stuff in in his songs and things like that. But he does keep it traditional country, you know, kind of have a nineties country vibe and those those type of things in there. So really looking forward to some big things with him going forward, especially as we uh, put out more content. Just uh, just to be able to hear him sing live is fantastic. I mean, he when he gets into it, he's into it. He lets it go. So we're hoping to see big things come from him. So, but he, you know, it's a podcast, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Okay. Which is uh, terrible because I'm not a very good talker. <laughs> so tell everybody who you are. I'm Eric Worley. And um, kind of about what sort of music you do. I do country music. Closer to 90s country, I believe, maybe early 2000s. I don't really sing about tailgates and bonfires, but. Yeah, there's enough of those anyway. Yeah. But I I would recommend writing one song about drinking. Well, I've got one called Drinking for Two. Ah, see? I want to hear it. I have to get it recorded. Oh, or is it one you're working on right now? Uh, I've had it for a few years, just haven't recorded it yet. It's a very old school vibe. So what what got you into music? Probably my parents, they were uh, in a gospel group when I was growing up. 
I just kind of watched them practice. And... Was it like a, a gospel sort of country group, sort of like the Carters, or? They were um, Southern gospel, like McCamey's, people like that. So that had an influence on, you know, it piqued your interest. Um, when did you start really getting into music, though? Uh, I'd say when I was 12 or 13. Was there like a defining moment where you were like, this is it for me, this is what I need to do? Um, I grew up next door to Thumper Salyer, and he started a band and wanted me to be in it. It was like, you need to learn how to play guitar, and you can sing, go do that. And so that's it. And then our first show together, I was like, I love this. Was it just the crowd and it kind of being your boys on stage with you? What it's, was it for you? It's a rush, you know, whether it's one person or... 50,000. It's it's just fun. Was there like any influences outside of your family? You know, I mean, outside of a Thumper and Andy and all that. The Eagles. Ooh, good one. I'm their number one fan. I love the Eagles. Their harmonies? Yes, that's exactly oh, it. Is there a specific song for you that when you're like, oh, that's the one? Uh, from the Eagles? Um, mm-hmm. Gosh, there's so many. Um, Life in the Fast Lane has to be my favorite. That's a good one. Their harmonies are so ridiculous. Yeah, and Seven Bridges Road. Their harmonies are so tight on that song. It sounds like they've got 34 people singing, but it's so good. Is there anybody else that you really identify with? The Outlaws. Yeah. Waylon and Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. So what do you like about working with the guys that you work with? Oh, they're like my brothers. We've grown up together. It's like family? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And I like the way that, and I told Andy this, I like the sound that's coming from you guys because it's not overproduced. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I, I feel like is, is a pet peeve for me. I mean, if you want to use a th- synthesizer to make a sound or whatever, that's one thing, but it shouldn't be your whole song. No. And you have done really, really good with having good production, but without overdoing it. It has like the Sun Studio sort of feel. I mean, is that the sound that you were kind of going for? Yeah, you know, I don't want people thinking I'm better than I am and be disappointed when they show up at a show. Well, then let's just jump right into Ain't a Love Song, because I, I got a question. First, I want to know who played the piano in that. That would be Arnold Davidson. That is such a pretty little piano line. I'm going to have to make a note of that for when I talk to him, because that is so good. Now, did you write the lyrics to that? I did. So do you have, like a story behind that or was it just something you sort of made up something i made up well son of a bitch eric you really weren't <laughs> lying. you're not you're not helping <laughs> I know. <laughs> but you know what though i envy that i envy that because i cannot write about stuff that i haven't felt so if somebody was like i want you to write a song about this i got nothing like is that make it easier for you to write when it's not personal or i, I don't really know you know it's like I was single for seven years, and, like, there was really no woman that I was looking for or anything, like, in the song, but I was tired of being single. I guess maybe that's... Seven years? I mean, I've I've done two or three, and then I don't recommend it. (laughs) Well, I found out that I was okay being by myself, and I guess that's what made me better at being in a relationship, because I'm not single anymore. I'm so 
across the room Lips were painted red and your eyes so bright They outshine the moon Then I heard you laugh It took my breath away And I knew then that I had to act soon Took my last strength and walked in your direction
Now, tell me about how did we get this way? Is that another one that you just sort of pulled out of thin air? Or was was that one you were more feeling? I was living in Alabama, and my dad was working there. My mom was there. And uh, I was talking to my mom one morning, and she's like, I had a dream that you were singing in front of a big crowd, and the last line of the song was, how did we get this way? So I grabbed my guitar, went by the pool, and sat down and wrote it. All right, Mom. She just manifested that out of nowhere for you. <laughs> yeah, I hope that I get to perform it in front of a big crowd one day. It'd be great. You know, they're both really good love songs in their own way. But that one, I, I could hear that on a country station right now. And I, I'm honestly, I was like, is he covering a song I don't know? Or Like, it is so good. Thank you. That's and my you favorite was, of the Who's singing the harmony with you in that? Because during the chorus, I heard another voice. Uh, that would be Thunkers. His voice. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. Great. Y'all are all good. He's got the, the rasp I wish I had. I really think this label, if you guys keep working hard, is going to do something. Because there's not, not a, one of you sounds bad. And who played the lead guitar in that? Because that was really good, too. That'll also be Arnold Davidson. Man, this guy... He is so talented. He can this do guy, what doesn't, what doesn't this guy do? I don't know what he doesn't do. He can tattoo you and then Are you serenade you. Just sing you a song while sticking needles in you. We just tell Arnold what we want and he's like, okay, I got it. Is it just 
Now I want to hear drinking for two, though. This isn't fair. <laughs> I can get the guitar out and play it. I mean, I'm not going to stop you. I don't know how it would come over recorded. Well, let me check and see if I'm in tune real quick. A little nervous. <laughs> well, don't be, because it's literally just me. And like I said, I'll, if it sounds bad, I won't put it in. really good that sounds like an old school country song yeah i like it i wrote that about 10 years ago uh say do you have any cool like uh stories from playing live any funny things hmm actually me supper and andy played at a place called the acoustic coffee house okay and uh I think it's in Johnson City, Tennessee. And uh, we went in there, and it, the people there looked like they were more ready for a poetry reading than Eagles oh, no. covers and stuff. It was it was quite terrible. Oh, no! 
<laughs> it was like awkward going in and awkward coming back out. <laughs> <laughs> we had a tip jar. They had six bucks in it. We put five in there. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, hey, it was man. okay, though, because I was hitting the bourbon pretty hard. So. Well, I think at that point, you just got to do what you got to do to get through. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's like, can I get another shot, please? <laughs> <laughs> <I'm trying laughs> <to go home. laughs> just, can I just need to pretend that this is a dream? Mm-hmm. I think everybody has shows like that, though. Yeah, it was. Oh, no. I'll never forget that one. I'll never forget it. Yeah, we, we've got a bunch of stories with us together. Most of them are alcohol-driven. They happen. Yeah. You know what? Did anybody at any point, like, snap their fingers after they played a song to be an asshole or a smartass? Because that's what I'd have done. I'd have been like, no, yes, I wish, I wish that would have happened. I would have done it. Yeah. It was, I'd like to go back there and do it again, honestly. <laughs> Can I be there? Uh, I'll just stand up and start doing some spoken word. Maybe we'll get better tips. Yeah, that's that's what I don't get. Like people want to make it a competition, but Stupid. musicians should all be in it together. That's what the label is. We're all in it together. And I like that about you guys. I can really, I could really tell. I mean, Andy had nothing but kind words to say about everybody, and you know, everybody has their own thing that they do really well, and everybody helps everybody else. And I think that that's lacking in our yeah. current musical culture and it really shines through in in the music that i've heard because there's this camaraderie and that's gonna make for a better sound i agree <laughs> andy's a great person he's he's always willing to help and just give you his ideas like even writing songs together though he tends towards killing people in songs so i know I he's <laughs> I have to be like, no, we don't want anybody to die in this one. Speaking of the Dixie Chicks, it worked for them. Yeah, they killed Earl, poor fella. Ah, uh, no, Earl had it coming. <laughs> have you written a song about your lady yet? I have not. You should do that. I, I, I can't write when I'm happy, so writer's block. I don't have any happy songs. Every song I've written is sad. <laughs> We're trying to find an upbeat one for my next one, but... I just don't have one. It just don't have one. <laughs> Drinking well, for two is as upbeat as it gets. Surely the four of you can make something happen. You just got to find something you're happy about. Yeah. And this pandemic could be over. Sweet Jesus, you are not wrong. Did you see the video of the golden retriever this guy took for a walk in quarantine and it just laid down? No, I have not. Oh, That's my great. God. You know that this man has been walking this dog just to walk this dog. Because this dog was like, no. And he had to actually pick it up, turn around, and walk the way he came. It's like pulling on this dog, and it's like, "Uh uh-uh. It lays all the way down. (laughs) I was dead. I was dead. I was like, that dog said, that's enough. Go back to work. I bet that's what they're all thinking. <laughs> you know, I wish you would just leave for a little while. Sorry, I keep getting off topic. I apologize. I'm so sorry. Um, I doing that. No, right. none of us is doing that. So, final question. Do you have any advice you would give somebody who wants to be a singer-songwriter or is trying to work their way up in the music industry? 
Well, I'm still trying to work my way up, but uh, keep doing it and do it your way. It's it's good to get advice from people, but do what makes you happy, you know. Stay true to yourself. Exactly. Unless somebody comes and offers you quite a bit of money and say, hey, rap this country song, then you could do it, you know. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't turn it down. If Enough money to where I didn't have to sing again. Would be fine for the rest of like generational wealth. Yeah, I'll, I'll rap that country song for you. <laughs> or or pull an achy breaky heart out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for chatting with me. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to episode seven with Mr. Eric Worley. I appreciate you, Eric. I appreciate you, Andy, everybody at RMA. You've been fantastic keeping me alive through the dead zone that is the coronavirus. I just uh, I need to say something. Uh, I've been trying to keep my opinions and stuff out of everything, but this episode was recorded on the week of What's Its Day in Maperloon, level 435 of Jumanji. I am so ready to go back to work. And so is everybody I know. So here's my quick PSA. And it's going to make some of you mad. But I don't have a lot of you yet. So, you know, my opinions are like assholes, I guess. But here's my, my thought for today as I sit quarantined in my house still. I need y'all to act like you got some damn sense. This is not a conspiracy. I don't care what party you're in. I don't care. I need you to listen to scientists and wear your masks and wear your gloves and wash your hands and not get in my bubble and not get in the bubble of anybody I know so we can go back to life. If you disagree, that's fine. Don't wear a mask, but then stay the fuck home. I have bills to pay. Every independent musician I know wants to go back to the to playing. They can't even go on a street corner and play for tips right now. Stop spreading the Rona. Think of other people besides yourself. I just, I can't anymore. So knock it off. I want to thank everybody again for tuning in. I don't know why I keep saying that. It's not a radio station, but apparently I'm going to say it on every episode. I hope you continue to listen and remember, make some noise.